Hey guys, and welcome to Fat Guy Loves Cake. I got a special episode for you today. We're going to do things a little bit different than usual. Normally, I bring you 30 minutes of me doing my normal shtick, but uh, I had two very special guests on yesterday, Joan and Jane, the therapy twins. And so we're going to jump right into the interview, and uh, I'll get back with you as soon as that's done. I hope you enjoy. This is not meant to be a comedy episode. It is a serious take on mental health. So I hope this is very helpful to anyone who is interested in the subject. Thank you for listening. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Fat Guy Loves Cake. I am Joey Valentine, and we have a very special episode today. I've got two wonderful guests, Joan and Jane. The twin therapists are joining me today. Hello. Jane, you should be Hello, hello. First. I'm sorry. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> hello. I'm, she says hello first our whole lives, and today she chooses to be silent. Hello. <laughs> hello. Thank you so much for joining me. And um, we're going to kind of wing it because I wanted you guys to start off by telling me as much about yourselves as you possibly can so I can mm-hmm. kind of go from there. Tell me about the therapy. Tell me how you got into it. Tell me what you do. Oh, okay. I'll do it. This is the younger twin. Um, did not want to go to college. Jane was going to college. I wanted to be a comedian, was suffered from anxiety. <laughs> My mother said, you're going to college. And I said, mm, I don't want to. I pretended to look at other schools, went, followed Jane, followed her to the Western. I followed her to um, her roommate. I put it through as I was requesting her as a roommate to guarantee she wouldn't make too many friends and leave <laughs> me behind. And she then she became a nurse and I was not able to afford anything. So I did. I followed her to nursing school. She got me into nursing school by imitating me. She nailed the interview because I didn't want to be there. (laughs) And uh, then I followed her as she advanced her career. So I can't say that my portion was, you know, with love, but (laughs) I enjoyed the profession. I really did. But then, you know, we're kind of rebels and that's sometimes good, sometimes not so good. But we really we really didn't like the the inequalities in the whole, you know, mental health arena, whether it was inside the profession, outside the profession. And so what we chose to do was come out with our own mental illness when that is kind of frowned upon, very frowned upon, and then give some tips that helped us get better because, you know, some of the really well-studied models of getting better are, it's just too difficult. And, you know, so... So we wrote this really pamphlet-friendly book. We call it a book. It's like a pamphlet. And um, <laughs> right now it's a e-book for free um, under the hood where we kind of just do that is come out with our own mental illness, give you a few, and in a very comedic way, because when Joan says she wanted to be a comedian and unfortunately became a nurse, but now fortunately she's a comedy influencer now, I mean, she really <laughs> is a natural born comedian and the comedy in looking at the blatant stigma with the mentally ill. It's just, it's tragic, but you have to laugh sometimes that are we as a people, we're so unforgiving and we're so in about like class systems. And anyway, I hope we answered that question. (laughs) Yeah. Fantastically. And you know, this is a subject, that um, I am all too familiar with. When I was 18, I actually started having uh, panic attacks 
and it's something I've dealt with my entire life. And it came on very suddenly, and I didn't, you know, for years I actually had I was misdiagnosed. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, with uh, going to the doctors, they put me on, uh, you know, they'd do an EKG, and they all this, oh, you're fine, you're healthy, and I'd say, well, there's obviously something wrong with me because I'm I keep feeling like I'm dying and I'm uh, impending doom and all this, and I don't know where it's coming from. And finally, I'm, I got to a doctor who was able to recognize what it was and i've been on medication ever since i used to be on an afrenil but now i'm on zoloft and that that's calmed it down but it led to many many years of heavy alcoholism and yeah uh, so i've only been sober about two years now and for the first time in well since 21 so you can imagine how long of a struggle that's been for me so i'm sure you guys are all too familiar with it. you said you had anxiety oh yeah and, My uh, first panic attack was in a, uh, a store called Pier One Imports. And mm-hmm. I knew I was already a psychiatric nurse back then. And I knew what was happening. And yet I s- sat down honest and went straight to death thinking, wow, is this what it's like to die? And p- thank God Jane was there with me because she said, Joan, you're a nurse. You're having a panic attack. And then I started laughing because Pier One Imports, that furniture, it doesn't last very long. And who knows, maybe I was just concerned with money. And I was just afraid that that was very, you know, whatever. Hey, something's triggered. (laughs) (laughs) I totally know what you mean. But I, yeah, I was so convinced when I started having my panic attacks. I was like, this is it. I won't make it to 21. And I I was so scared just all the time. And like I said, that's why I got it so heavily. And once I discovered that alcohol temporarily masked it, that was it for me. So how, how did you actually end up, you know, dealing with yours because my i without medication i was never going to get better unfortunately i tried therapy i'm not i'm not good with therapy i'm not i'm not against it (laughs) i just uh i don't i don't know you get me into a therapist's office and i just talk for an hour and i don't really think anything gets accomplished because if you just let me run i will run right right (laughs) you know i think i did that every week um every wednesday at noon for three years and for the life of me i can't recall well, I know I was complaining. I know that. And that doesn't get you too far after however long, three years was too long. But we were such anxious kids. And I think that for the longest time, I just thought that's how everybody felt. And then I actually, oh, this is Jane talking. I broke out into um, full body hives oh, back in the day. Yeah. And then, of course, you would get Benadryl, right? But I found out much later in life that what Benadryl did to me was absolutely nothing for several hours. And then it would hit me. So it was never, it never felt like a treatment. Like, I don't know if you've ever heard of Adorax, um, another antihistamine that they, they can use for not drowsiness, but a calming effect, especially with people who suffer from addiction. But anyway, uh, is that anything um, like um, hydroxazine? That's, that's something I'm that sorry. It's the same thing. Yep. It's actually, okay. same and it's, same, I'm sorry. Different, <laughs> same thing. Okay. Uh, different name for it. <laughs> um, but it's so funny that um, Joan and I did not like alcohol at all when we were young. But when I went to college and the first time I had to get up in front of the room and do like a met paper for nursing, I, um, I went, I don't know, oh, the drinking age was 18 back then. So I was, thank legal. God, thank I, God I was legal. And I, I would, I bought uh, something called, so listen to me, something called Blackberry Brandy, because it was the only thing we had ever By heard LaRue. of. Right? Yeah, I can't find um, it. <laughs> but still, uh, still, I was quite tremulous. My voice would shake. So what I ended up doing 
Um, and, and I am not, uh, um, I do not consider myself a strong person, a brave person or anything mm -hmm. like that. But I went into almost immediately into critical care nursing so that I could master the panic that I never had a full blown panic attack, but I could master that heightened sense of fear to the point where um, some of my coworkers said, I, I don't know which job it was that if Jane was any calmer during a code she'd be dead or in a coffin, something like that. <laughs> so I did master that. I did it differently. Very different. But, even, but even now I'm a little, I'm a tinge nervous. I mean, yeah. it's not that it goes away completely. My, my nerves were so bad. You'd hear my voice being, you know, sure. quivering and stuff. I think I just isolated. Well, I made a lot of people laugh. Jimmy O'Lang, the comedian, he really opened my eyes the other well, I saw a special maybe a year ago, but the other day it opened my eyes. When when you call yourself a comedian, which I do, um, I realized that there was a high suicide risk because there is a high suicide in that <laughs> yes, profession. And, you know, Pete Buttigieg said it a nice way where if there's a bully, that bully is suffering too. So, you know, oh, hi, how are you? Whatever. That probably doesn't work when you have trauma. Right. And what Jimmy O'Lang said, you know, what does every comedian do? So I made sure I listened. And he said, you were either bullied or made fun of to the point where it was unsafe for you. And you thought, who's that guy or girl that I'm going to make laugh? So then therefore, they're not going to touch me. And I thought, bingo, boom, he nailed it. Unbelievable. <laughs> you know, for any older person, baby boomer, myself included, there's a reason young people, we need to move over and young youth, youthful ideas need to come in because we need that because we get status quo and stuck. Well, speak for yourself, Joan, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, you learn what you learn. You have a bunch of experiences and then you give back your wisdom, but let's not underestimate the, the wise old young person. Yeah. Out of the mouth of babes. <laughs> I always had this urge to entertain because I just love being the center of attention. That's that's just <laughs> me. I like all eyes on me. I'm an egomaniac. Now, when it came to bullies, and yes, there were plenty, I dealt with them. Well, I got my ass kicked, basically. <laughs> <You know? laughs> if a bully came up to me and was like, you know, why are you such a loser? And I'd be like, oh, because I like to fuck your mom. And that was, that, <laughs> so, I mean, my response was always something like that because you know i and i knew it like there was this part of my brain that said don't do it don't don't say it you know like you know he's gonna punch you mm -hmm. and then there was another part of me that just couldn't resist it and i had to do it <laughs> and uh, so, <laughs> big mouth always got me in trouble but i that's fine do you actually you know have clientele or oh no we're like out that? of that profession now that was so yesterday but I'll okay. say while we were ending that career, we the most enjoyable parts of that career mm -hmm. was when we started to do the both of us, whether it was a single person or uh, a, some type of family or part of a family or partners. And it was amazing how much uh, the lens got to get wider and wider and wider. And everybody says, you know, like, you know, let's cancel this person. And then you open that lens and realize where each person is coming from, that's when I saw real um, growth and some people getting so much better and the smiles and 
your facial muscles relaxing. They almost looked like different people. That's how I just really thought, but see, insurance companies would only pay one of us. So, you know, we needed to go take that show on the road. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons why we get so I think we get so much enjoyment um, out of when when it becomes um, um, more than a single person, more of a a tiny little community is that um, part of I don't even know. It has to be in the book, Joan. We were we were ugly to each other at some point. At at some point when there was the fork in the road, I chose dark. I know that. Yeah, I can only speak for myself, but it was so ugly to the point where it, it and. You know, we were raised Catholic, but people might say we are cafeteria Catholic because we don't know. Uh, no one said that. A lot of this and that. I've never heard that expression. Oh, well, we did. We, let's put it this way. We, we took what we liked and left the rest. And so we weren't really practicing Catholics. But I got so dark that I didn't know which way to turn. And there was an opportunity. A church door opened and I joined a Christian church. And I am not one, one bit sorry. Absolutely that's, not. That's Jane. That's Jane talking. talking. And um, I was so dark. I needed something to lift me out of such a negative, angry, hateful spot in my life. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was um, to push me over to that other fork. So I di- wasn't sure if anyone knew that because we didn't just come out helping people oh, yeah, no. laughing and no. life is so good. And we were born with the half glass. I, I, I didn't get help until I was 35 years old. I not only didn't uh-huh. finish my bachelor's degree until I was 35 <laughs> years old, because during my day, you could be a nurse with two years also three years of, of hospital experience to you or whatever that is practicum. But yeah, I was already working at, as a psychiatric RN with an associate. So I want to tell people there is time in life for everything, uh-huh. but I believe I used my humor, which lifted myself up because I don't know about you, but there are evenings where I'm doing stand up, whether it's in my brain or in outlet. Cause once now I'm living with Jane and she actually heard me talking. She wanted to know if I was praying. <laughs> it's a form of, and I make myself laugh. And Harvard just came out with, um, because, you know, if you just tell people about the benefits of laughter, but oh, Harvard or Yale came out with it. Uh, they came out with all the benefits of laughter. And it is amazing. It's not only boosting your immune system, it's um, anti-aging. It actually is an appetite suppressant. People w- mm-hmm. might want to hear that. Well, it's also... Um, exercise and toning yeah it, it um yep. it's kind of like i don't know if it, you can compare it to walk it walking or running but you are definitely there's something called um yoga laughter or laughter yoga however yeah. you would say it and it's a lot of that type of exercise and then positive mood it's and wonderful. people look like ballet dancers yet they were just you know doing the twister on the floor and one of the yoga. things I want to say, this is Jane that got just dark. Like, you know, I was very, you know, I really was, like, was so dark that yeah. I got to tell you when Joan makes me laugh or if somebody makes you laugh at that moment for as long as that laughter continues, it's impossible to have that negative emotion sharing the stage in your brain. And it is the nicest thing ever. And this morning, which, which is where I thought Joan was going. I don't know what the topic was. We went into separate rooms. She was in the kitchen and I'm processing in like a sentence or two, something not so dark because I'm not that dark anymore, but it was kind of, you know, boring. And I hear Joan chuckling because she's processing it with humor. And I went, 
oh, that's how it's done. You know, so I, I'm the one that has to practice laughter even when I don't think something's funny. Yeah, laughter is definitely very therapeutic. Uh, my, my show, for instance, I mean, once COVID started, you have to understand I'm a huge extrovert. My whole life I've been very outgoing. I've been in bands. I've been always, always out and about. And then when COVID happened, it made me change my entire lifestyle. And I thought, there was no way I was going to handle it. So the podcast became my thing. So three times a week, I do this show. And like you were talking about, always doing stand-up. Well, you know, I will do... And if you ever get a chance to really listen to one of my shows, you'll see, once I get going, I start laughing, and I'm laughing at myself. And it's like a, like 30 minutes, and I, you know, and I don't care if I'm making anyone else laugh because it's just hysterical to me. <laughs> Right. And, and when the show's over, I feel so good. You know, it's uh, it's this humor, you know, it's just that's the way to really, really live healthy mentally. I think you've got to be able to laugh and have fun with everything. Absolutely. And that's what saved our parents marriage. Yeah. And our dad was um in the Korean War and he was frontline. And um, of, of course, he had PTSD. But in those days, you know, growing up in the 70s, no one's getting diagnosed. And, you know, he didn't get to the VA till later in life. But he used storytelling with a lot of laughter. At, and it was his saving grace. It was the best. And to make our mother laugh, which was a little difficult from time to time, <laughs> you know, what well, was actually very difficult. He could get her laughing. <laughs> and it was wonderful. Tough not to break, huh? Hey, all the all the studies say the man, you know, in a relationship, if if one you've got to have laughter, you can say it that the man, the most women say they'll this. say marry. You know, if you're like, you know, if you narrow it down to the two guys, you know, which one dances with you or which one makes you laugh. Nowadays, it's which one gave me herpes and which one whatever <laughs> hit hit me or something. Oh my god, that was so sad that I said that. But but which no. one are you supposed to go with the laughter oh, no, I'm or the changes? A chain went dark. <laughs> Well, oh, well, no, if he hit you or herpes, herpes, because you uh, black walnut oil. Oh, sure yeah, please. Me. Herpes is not forever. A, a client from another country, we were laughing and she said, oh, you American women, <laughs> you're so funny. You think herpes is forever. Do you know how your ear like your ear just blew up? And yeah, black walnut oil, she said we use. Mm hmm. Anyway, that had to come out. That was a big, big, big importance for for women who suffer from anxiety thank you <laughs> actually men excuse me too hello when i was married before i was in a really horribly physically abusive relationship her and which is i don't know how common that is i don't really care but it was uh, it was rough and a lot of people didn't buy it they didn't believe me we don't mean to cut you off but the other thing for uh men and women who are in abusive relationships the person who is really really abusive um is also reenacting their abuse from before. There's a reason women oh, sure. egg a man to hurt, mm -hmm. hurt them. And, oh. and I'm not blaming the victim here, but there are reasons we get into oh. to work something out. Yeah. And I feel so bad for the people that I have abused. And this Joan. is a time for me to yeah. say, I'm sorry. Thank you. Go back. <laughs> Joan. back. Joan. Hurt people, hurt people. Yes. We, sorry. We know. We know this. I'm so sorry. Thank you. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> it was almost done anyway. I was just going to say <laughs> that, uh, Back then, it was it was totally foreign to me. It was something that I, as a man, had like you know, if someone had told me, if one of my male friends had told me, I'm in a marriage and I'm being abused, and 
I'd say, eh, whatever, you know. And a lot of the times when I called the police, they didn't take it seriously either. And meanwhile, you know, I was always getting beat up. But that's not the point. My point is, is that this was years ago. And now if I talk about it, I, I, I joke about it. I don't even think of it, you know, and I know that's probably maybe that's not the way that other people should handle it. But that's how I've dealt with it. You know, it's when excellent. I talk about it, like I work it out through humor. I'm not going to. I'm not going to let her rent space in my head, you know, of, right. like, you know, so, uh, that is such a great coping skill. And I never even knew why I, I have some chronic pain cancel universe. Um, but when you are laughing, it's also impossible to feel that type of pain. So if laughing can heal emotional and physical pain, what a better way to process mm -hmm. old memories through alleviating that emotional and physical pain. So there's your psychiatrist. Thank you. You know, yeah. And our dad told us when he read the book, a uh, book by Yogi Berra, that um, there's this line in the book where the guests are going to Yogi Berra's house. And he, part of the directions is, is when you get to the fork in the road, take it. And that basically the laughing was actually either way you went, you could get to Yogi Berra's house. But in psychiatry, how I'll look at that is <laughs> I sure took that fork in the road. Joan took laughter and I took dark negative thoughts. And what I'd like to say to anybody, think about the, the movies that you might watch once a year, a tearjerker. But what movie are you OK with having on 10, 11, 12 times and in the background are the comedies, the ones that the things that make you laugh. Yeah. They're always in vogue. They're always popular until today. Everything is cancel culture. I um, And I heard that um, Seinfeld and uh, it was not OK, that type. And Archie Bunker, definitely all in the family. The, one of the things that helped our father confront his peers with racism is a show that is so frowned upon because it made our father laugh so hard that he saw the absurdity in it. Mm. And so yeah. laughter is the best medicine. Yeah. yeah. See, that was a fantastic show. And you're right. That's, a, that's the best way to put it. Laugh at the absurdity because mm. they knew the writers knew, and I'm sure Carol O'Connor knew, like you take a guy that's at, so over the top racist, it's to show that his, that he's ignorant and what he's doing and exactly. to get people who are like that to go, oh, my God, I'm like that. And that it's funny, but, yeah, I get it now. Mm -hmm. and it's, it's a fantastic show. And, uh, yeah. you know, it's so funny you bring up the cancel culture. Just a couple <laughs> days ago, I'm flipping through my uh, my streaming services and I go, oh, Blazing Saddles. I couldn't believe, <laughs> you know, of all movies, I thought for sure no one's going to run this movie. It's not, no, you know, no one's going to want to touch it. I mean, if you've seen it, I'm sure you have. Yes, yes we, that we movie could never be made today. Right. No way could that movie no. be made today. But I yeah. wonder about Gran Torino with Clint Eastwood. Like, can you know? I'm waiting for people to say that couldn't be made. When what we a, enjoyed that? What a lovely movie. That was a great movie. Yeah, I don't know yeah. what would there what would be inappropriate about that. I mean, what? Because, he, he I know he was racist, live, but he didn't leave any culture out. He maybe had that's why. Oh, he maybe because it. it's true. Like that, you know, an Irishman was called a Mick or a, a Guinea was a, or Italian. A Guinea yeah. was derogatory. He didn't leave anybody out. I mean, I think that's it. When you don't leave, if if somebody feels <laughs> targeted, maybe maybe that's why they get upset yeah. who knows we're pack yeah. animals yeah but the message in that movie is so yeah. wonderful that maybe that's what it uh good for clint eastwood 
So, Joan and Jane, can you tell me uh, how can anyone get in contact with you or or see what you do on the Internet? I know you said you have the book, which I have seen it on Amazon. You said it's for free, so that's awesome. That's very, very cool of you guys to do that. How would people <clears throat> get involved in, in uh, other than reading your book? Go ahead and tell us the name of it, and then uh, what else other kinds of things you could do for people that have been listening to the show today. All right. First of all, it's Amazon.uk, but you can go through the U.S. too. And it's going to make you think that it's called Under the Hood Therapy Twins, how we hotwired our brain, calm the fuck down and let that shit go. Because, you know, basically, otherwise you can't move forward in life. And we didn't start moving forward until we were at least 35. And we were late bloomers. Late bloomers late walking too, but we're, you know, under that's that. And it is going to make it look like you're paying the three ninety nine or however many pounds it's less fewer pounds, but it's not, you know, press pay. Now it'll go back to zero. And then on all social media, our handle or whatever you call it is therapy twins, one word. So usually if it's just, you press in therapy twins, it, will come up because we're the only twins. A, a physical therapy chair, I think, pops up here now. Our handle, that sounds like the truck drivers yeah, in you the know, day. Twitter isn't seem, doesn't seem to be as, yeah. uh, as popular nowadays. But I actually oh, put Joan and Jane Therapy Twins in the Google search, and a lot of stuff came up. It came up immediately for you guys. So to let listeners know, it's not hard to track them down. And then if you see the negative stuff, go right past that and read it later. No, there's arrest <laughs> records and, and other discipline. I have, I'm proud of all of it. Thank you. It got us where we are today. It did. Boy, did it. I took that, that fork in the road. Yeah. And uh, you have a website. I saw the website. Very nicely done, by the way. It's a beautiful website. Oh, we paid somebody, obviously. We paid to, for that because yeah. we used to have black hair and we used to wear pointy shoes with steel tips on them. And, and we didn't wear white jeans. Not good. And polished. They just said, we you know what they said? They listened. They were so polite. They let us go on and on about, I've never worn white jeans in my life. And then they said, no, you'll do it our way. Yeah. She, I don't think America was ready for two dark twins. <laughs> so we've we've really worked on ourselves. Now we're light. <laughs> right so they they did like a like a makeover on you physically well we got our we did have our hair dyed blonde but they they did a beautiful job um after our mother died she our mother looked like marilyn monroe if marilyn monroe could age could have aged and she was a beautiful blonde and uh after she passed away we changed the black hair to light her color her color but in hopes that it our lives would go a little better because her first half of her life was full of poverty and horror the second half of her life was really nice for you know a lot of travel and anywho fun. dark dark okay therapytwins.com <laughs> <laughs> okay well we are actually running a, a little out of time here but I thank you so much for coming on and thank you for what you do. I think it's great that you are looking to help people. And it's so, uh, as you know, all probably all too well, getting mental help in America is such a difficult thing to do. And a lot of it gets brushed under the rug. And mm -hmm. uh, I think that, I mean, you guys have this wonderful approach to it. And I hope that uh, anybody listening, uh, maybe something that you guys have done will help them out. Uh, I'm definitely going to read. I'm not going to lie and say that I read your book. I should have, but I have a stack of books that I've been meaning yeah, to read. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're collecting dust at this point. Uh, this <laughs> so. one's ADHD friendly because I can't read a book either. And people say that it, they laugh out loud. 
But yeah, it's uh, and some people say they open it just to a particular any page in the morning and yeah. read it like a little um, kind of serenity type prayer, which might be a lot more fun than the serenity prayer. Although mm -hmm. that's very important as well. But yeah, and it as we as of today, we know it has prevented two suicides, and yep. I know that's a very low number, but the no, goal that's is zero great. suicides. That's fantastic. You know? that, that's, Thank you. That's wow. the feedback we got. That is fantastic. I just got goosebumps. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> so, um, I, yeah, I'm definitely going to get around to reading that. I, I'm going to get back with you once I read it and tell you what I think. I'm, I'm sure I'm going to love it. But uh, Okay. Uh, thank you so much for uh, giving me your Sunday morning and uh, coming on the show. Uh, everybody, again, this is Joan and Jane, Therapy Twins. Check out their book. It's on Amazon. It's free of charge. And they have a website, uh, Therapy Twins. So, uh Thanks again. And uh, anything you guys want to finish up with? Oh, just thank you so much. And the fact that you're a comedian, I'll be addicted to your show now. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I hope you enjoy it. I'll send you a link as soon as I get done posting it tomorrow. Thank, thank you. you. All right. Bye-bye, girls. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right. I want to thank everybody who tuned into this special episode with Joan and Jane. We take mental health very seriously. It's something I've always uh, experienced firsthand. I have also experienced uh, friends who I've lost to suicide and want to let anybody know that if you're feeling suicidal thoughts, you can now dial 988 on your phone and get immediately to the suicide hotline for help. And uh, quite honestly, I'm willing to devote any time of my own, no matter what time of day it is. If you would like to talk to me, you can email me if you are having suicidal thoughts or if you're just feeling down. I am a great person to talk to and I love to listen. Fat guy loves cake at yahoo.com. And I hope everybody has a wonderful week. Yeah.